want me to Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. We're going to pick up in verse 60. Uh, Luke chapter 9. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Luke chapter 9. And we're going to pick up in verse 60. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And as you turn to Luke 9, 60, we've got some good friends in the house all the way from Alabama, the Conaways. They pastor a great church in Alabama. Come on and give it up for them. Just throw your hands up to the crowd. Great couple. Amen. They flew in on uh, yesterday morning and hanging out all the way through Tuesday. Amen. Just kind of seeing how we do things here at Kingdom. Hallelujah. Amen. Luke chapter 9, verse 60. It says, Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go bid farewell who are at my house. But Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. I want to continue from last week's message called All In. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for worship that went forth. Now, God, we just ask for these next 30, 35 minutes that you speak through me as I speak to your people. And we thank you that we're committed that we will be all in. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, somebody say all in. God wants me and you to be all in. Of course, last week we looked at the three C's. Number one, God, you know, people that are all in are people that are committed. Amen. We looked at um, Psalm uh, uh, 34, uh, 37 and 4. Psalm 37 and 4 says, if you delight yourself in the Lord, I'll give you the desires of your heart. How many of you believe God wants to give you the desires of your heart? Amen. But what triggers those desires manifesting is verse 5. It says commit. Somebody say commit. And you ain't going to get no desire until you make a commitment. God is looking for you to make a commitment. Then it says delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Commit your ways to the Lord. Trust also in him. And then he said he'll bring it to pass. How many of you believe that there are some things that God wants to bring to pass in your life? In this lifetime, amen, not when you get the glory. We know when you get the glory, you're going to have everything you want, but there are some things that he wants you to have while you're here. Can I get a witness? Come on. He said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 10, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He wants you to experience heaven here on earth. Can I get a witness? He said, I will bring it to pass, but I need a commitment. I need you to trust me, and I'm going to give you the desires of your heart. And then we talked about confidence. We talked about how Hebrews 10, 35 says, cast not away your confidence, for it brings great rewards. As, as people that are all in, you got to remain confident. You can't let nothing shake your confidence. Amen. And then the last thing we talked about was the people that are all in are people that know that they've been called by God. And we even looked at um, um, Romans 8, 28. It says, and we know all things work together for the good for them that love God and that are what? called according to his purpose and I love that Isaiah 43 put that up real quick and then we're going to go to these next three points look at this real quick I loved Isaiah 40 I believe it was 43 and 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 one look at this Isaiah uh, uh 43 it says uh, uh 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 but now thus says the Lord who he created you O Jacob and he who formed you O Israel fear not for I've redeemed you anybody know you've been redeemed then it says I redeemed you uh, uh, which means I rescued you. Then it says, I've called you by your name. 
You couldn't even die in that car wreck because he called you by name. Come on, you couldn't even die when you was in your BC days. Come on, before Christ, amen, the enemy was trying to take you out, but because he called you by name. Anybody in this building know that he called you by name? And then look at the rest of that. He said, I called you uh, by your name. You are mine. If you belong to him, he will cover you. Anybody in this building know he covered you? Gave you pass after pass after pass after pass. Even when you had an encounter and you said, Lord, if you give me that, I won't, I ain't going back. And you still went back. Anybody just lied? Come on, some. I get so much, so I'll be like, Lord, if you get me out of this, I'll serve you. And all of a sudden, the spirit of amnesia. <laughs> somebody say, but God. Oh, thank God for his mercies. Come on, somebody that are new every morning. But let's look at it. We're going to look at the three Ps today. Amen. Look at this. So people that are all in are people that are patient. Somebody say patient. Patient means that are tolerant, long-suffering, uncomplaining. I like this one. Calm and composed. So God is saying, listen, you want me to do some things in your life? I need you to be unflappable. That's also what that means. It, it also means to be, I need you to just calm down, hold your horses. I got this. Don't fear, don't fret, because this too shall pass. Amen? So, so a lot of times, people that are all in, people that are all in, you, you, you have to be patient. Amen? How many of you know we serve a God, he's, most of the time, he's a crockpot God. Anybody grew up in the crockpot dispensation? See, some of us, we didn't grow up with children's ministry. You sat in the church with your parents. Can I get a witness up there? Well, no, children's what? My kids sit on my lap and better not breathe wrong. Can I get a witness? Whereas they say today, they better not breathe wrong. Come on, somebody. <laughs> You'll catch that later. But uh, at the end of the day, you, 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 you didn't, wasn't, wasn't going to no Red Lobster after church. Red what? Come on, things was tight when we was coming up. Can I get a witness? You went home and was happy. You, you got a baloney sandwich. And on a good Sunday, they had something in the crock pot. Can I get a witness up in here? And so now we live in a different dispensation. But my point is this. Even we had to be patient. Because you knew your change was coming. You knew when you got home, can I get a witness? It wasn't stopping off nowhere except maybe to get some gas. Maybe. <laughs> uh, but let's get into this patient thing. Look at this real quick. Go to um, Psalm 27 and, and, and 12. Remember, again, patient means to be tolerant. So sometimes you got to be able to tolerate some mess. Sometimes you got to be able to tolerate that your money is funny. Sometimes you, you, you got to be able to just tolerate that, that maybe they might let me go. Sometimes, no, in order for God to open up doors, sometimes he has to close a door. I had a buddy that wrote a book years ago called The Blessing of Closed Doors. Sometimes in order for God to open up that phenomenal door in your life, sometimes he got to close doors. Anybody in this building, he closed the door and you was upset, but then when you think back, you like, Lord, thank you, Jesus. He closed the door on some relationships. Can I get a witness up in here? You thought you didn't hooked up with Isaac and stumbled up on Ishmael. you like, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, uh, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost that you shut that door. Anybody been there before? 
Here it is. You thought you ran in a Boaz and ran in a Bozo the Clown. Can I get a witness up in here? Somebody scream, but God. Because the counterfeit always comes before the real thing. Sometimes we got to be patient and wait for the right one. Can I get a witness? So we're talking about people that are all in are people that are patient. Look at this. It says, do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries. Now here it is. David hits a wall in this chapter. He's got adversaries on, on top of adversaries wanting to, to, to literally abort his destiny, if you will. So it says, do not deliver me from the, it says, do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries for false, false. How many know you're going to be falsely accused sometime? But sometime you have to be patient because God will vindicate you. Even when you read Job 13, 15, he says, though you slay me, yet will I trust thee. But then three scriptures later, he says, Lord, I thank you that you're going to vindicate me. I believe that there's somebody in this building, you've been going through some stuff, but I'm here to tell you this morning that if you stay patient, God will begin to vindicate you. You don't have to vindicate yourself. You don't have to go on social media and defend yourself. You don't need to go on Instagram and defend. You just be still and know. That's in Psalm 46 and 10. It says, be still and know that I am God. He said, vengeance is mine. He said, I repay. He said, listen, give me room. I'm going to handle that. But go back to this Psalm 27. So it says, faultless witnesses have risen against me. Then it says, uh, 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 and such they breathe out violence. They wanted to kill this brother. They wanted his head. In the flesh, he could have just flatlined and been like, man, it is what it is. I got all these witnesses, false people coming against me and all these adversaries. But look what he says. I would have lost heart. David was at the brink of just crumbling. I like how he just keeps it 100. He says, listen, I'm about to just flatline. But then he says, I believe that I would see the goodness of the Lord. In other words, he was saying, through all the adversary and false witnesses, I knew I still was going to see God's goodness. And then it says, in the land of the living. I, I grew up in church. When I get the glory, I'm going to get my mansion. Remember what they used to say that? When I get the glory, I'm going to have a car I want. When I get the glory, I want you to experience glory now. Can I get a witness up in here? He wants you to have heaven here on earth. He said, I wish. I wish means I strongly desire that you prosper and be in good health as your soul prosper. Brian, now, now Brian, but they were told years ago that they couldn't have children and they weren't going to have no children, but we were praying. We just kept believing. Brian could have took on the mentality of, well, honey, when we get to heaven, we're going to have all kinds of kids. Oh, his wife at home with their twins right now. Did you hear what I said? Somebody scream, but God. So through all the adversary, through all the false uh, 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 reports that came back, the doctor's report, I know one thing, we grew up in church and said, whose report? Anybody grew up in the old school church and we would get up and have testimony and we would say things like, whose report will you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. I know what the doctor said. That's fact. 
but my faith tells me to walk by faith and not by sight. My Bible tells me in Matthew 9, 29, according to my faith, be it unto me. So I know what the facts say, but my faith tells me that God will give me double for my trouble. I don't care who rises up against me. I will see the goodness of God. Do I have anybody at the 930 service that knows that without a shout of a doubt that me and you will see the goodness of God that we will see a side of God that we've never seen before somebody need to give God a goodness praise in this place somebody scream I believe you just said I'm convinced that you want to do exceedingly abundantly above more than I can even imagine or think you just basically said I'm convinced that I know that my heavenly father wants me to experience heaven here on earth that is his right that is your God given right to him to Luke 252 you that you experience favor in this time in this season somebody give God a praise one more time Look at your neighbor and say, patience is the key. Patience. 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 Sometimes you just got to be still and know your change is coming. And you know how we are in the store when we buy something, you wait for your change. You wait patiently. Can I get a witness up in here? Can I, can I, can I get a witness up in here? You're going to wait for your change. You don't ever, you don't even get discouraged. You're like, I'm just going to wait. <laughs> Sir, we're having some issues with the, uh, with the register. Okay, I'm just going to be patient. I'm going to get my change. That's how you got to be in the spirit. Yeah, my money ain't touching and agreeing right now, but my daddy owns a cattle on a thousand hills. I'm, I'm going to just be, I'm going to be patient. I'm just going to wait because I know my change. Change is coming. Somebody give God a praise. I was having church 11 years ago in a swap meet, but I knew my change was coming. I was having church in the cafeteria, but I knew my change was coming. I was having church in the gymnasium, but I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew change was coming. Somebody need to give God a praise that something's getting ready to shift. That change is coming. Be still and know that he is God. Somebody say patience is the key. Oh, for three years, eight months, and two days, I had to be patient. Oh, but I knew change was coming. I wasn't going to move because I knew Isaiah 55 and 11. It says that his word will not return back void. If you work his word, it works. Anybody been working his word for a little while? How many of you know his word? It works. If you work it, you got to stand on it. Let's, let's go to back. Go to this. We ain't even get to the best of this scripture. Look at this. Go back. It says, wait on the Lord. Sometimes you got to wait. I call it the hallway of hell. 
sometimes it ain't even the devil. Sometimes it's God saying, I'm going to put you in the season. I'm going to let you get, get knocked around a little bit. See if you're still going to be loyal to me. See if you're still going to sacrifice. See if you're still going to be committed. We're going to see if you're still walking that confidence even though you're going through hell. We're going to see, I'm going to put you through the ringer to see if you're still going to decree and declare that you're called by me. Uh-huh. I'm going to make sure your money funny. See if you'll wait on me. If you'll really believe I'm a Philippians 4:19 God, I'll supply all your need according to his riches and glory. There it is right there. My God shall, shall, shall supply. All, all, all. Somebody say all. All means all you need. He will give you what you need. He'll even give you your wants. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not. But you got to pass the needs test first. You got to act a fool when he meets your need. Oh, you're my shit. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You better be, oh, glory. We had a bologna sandwich and they praise him. <laughs> then Papa Dose will come. Oh, y'all ain't ready for me. Then they'll bring that tray with all that dessert on it. With all those options on it. But can you pass the bologna test first? Lord, I thank you. Lord, we didn't have mayonnaise today, but Lord, thank you for the water. Thank you I have something to wash it down with. Glory in about shape. Listen, I'm just blessed now to have some jelly in my house. Anybody been in a season where it was peanut butter and honey or syrup? See, y'all ain't never been poor. See, I was not poor. I was poor. I'm talking where you got the syrup and you put it in the peanut butter and you mixed it up. Come on. And then you put it in and you was blessed if you had some milk to trace it. Can I? Oh, y'all. See, y'all ain't been... <laughs> Get back to my text. These people, y'all, y'all bougie. Come on, go ahead. Wait <laughs> on the Lord. Be of good courage. In other words, don't lose your courage because you're going through. Don't lose your courage because things aren't going like you think they should. So it says, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and He shall strengthen. And He always there to strengthen you at your weakest moment. Sometimes you just got to wait. Lord, I thank you. you. Lord, you know I'm feeling fatigued. I need you to strengthen my heart so I can make it through the day. Not the week, the day, this hour. Sometimes we got to take it. Sometimes we say, let's take it a day at a time. Sometimes you need to take it an hour at a time. Lord, just get me through this hour. <laughs> so it says, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait. Somebody say wait. I say on the Lord. Sometimes we just got to Wait. It's not your season yet, but wait. Galatians 6 and 9 says to not grow weary and well-doing. For in due season, somebody say due season. It says you will reap if you faint. Not one translation says if you don't lose heart, keep doing good. Good things come to them that wait. Just wait. Your change is coming. Remember the whole change illustration I get? Just wait. Some of y'all in line right now, just wait. Change is coming. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. Just wait. Mm-hmm. Go, 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 go to the scripture. Mm-hmm. Go, go to the scripture. It says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait on the Lord. 
wait on the Lord. So number one, and people that are all in are people that know how to wait, know how to be patient. Sometimes I believe God will put your season on pause because you ain't ready. You think you might be ready, but God like, no, nah, a little here, a little there. What if God would have gave me this building in the first year of pastoring? This would have went to my head. I would have been like, look at God. I would have been like, girl, look what we did. <laughs> God like, no, nah, humble beginnings. Let me have you go preach to more chairs than people for a season. Twelve people coming back on Wednesday night, taking up $238. Did you hear what I said? $238 can't even buy markers in this church nowadays. We can't even buy goldfish with that. Come on. All these kids y'all be bringing to this church and we feed. They be coming in with the P.O. Pastor, we need some more goldfish for the kids. <laughs> That's $500. <laughs> but my thing is this. Zechariah 4.10 says to not despise the day of small beginning. Sometimes you just got to be patient. Matthew 25.23 said that you be faithful over a few things. Then I make you ruler over many things. So, Pastor, what do I do when I'm, I'm over small? Be patient. Because big is coming. But you got to be patient. Amen? You got to be able to tolerate some things. Come on, somebody. Amen? You, you, you got to be able to, to not only tolerate things, but you got to be calm. Amen? When things aren't shifting your way, just be calm. Wait. But my heart is weak, Pastor. He's going to strengthen your heart. Didn't he tell us that? Amen? He said, just wait. And then he says, and then you will experience the goodness of God. He says, if I, I waited and I knew I would see the goodness of God. In other words, he knew he was going to see a side of God that he had never seen before. Amen? But you got to be willing to go through some things, knowing that you're coming out on the other side. Put up Romans 5 and 3 real quick in the King James Version. Look at this, King James Version. Look at this. It says, and not only so, but we, we, we glory. Somebody say glory. glory. In tribulations. Glory, if you look it up in the Greek, it means to boast and brag. So when it says, and not only so, but we, we glory, we, we, we boast in our heavenly father. How he's going to bring us out. You, you boast in him when your money is funny, when your money ain't touching in the green. You begin to boast and begin to declare, you know what, Philippians 4.19, he'll supply all of my need according to his riches and glory. You begin to boast on how he owns a cattle on a thousand hills. You, you begin to boast that his name is Jehovah Jireh, that he is my provider. You begin to boast that he is El Shaddai, that he's the God of more. Somebody say more than enough. So he says, I need you to glory in tribulations. Uh-huh. Put that up real quick. Put it up. I'll give the people the visual. Glory in tribulation. See, that's the test to see where you really are spiritually. See, you'll know where somebody is when you begin to squeeze on them. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you got to. This has been my assistant for almost 11 years. It's been a few times I've had to correct him. In other words, I had to squeeze on him. He's like, I'll take it, Pastor. You're right. He told me three weeks ago, you don't correct me enough. 
See, who says that today? In this generation. You feeling me? And one thing I don't have around me is yes men. I don't need no yes men around me. I need people that's going to be honest with me. When we moved into this building, he said, Pastor, the one thing that we need to do right by this building, if we're not going to do the best to it, we, don't, we shouldn't do it at all. He said, we shouldn't do anything mediocre. If you're saying this is it, Pastor, we need to do everything right. Those are the kind of people I need around me because I've been used to putting band-aids on stuff and look at it for a few years. Come on, you know how we be trying to will and deal and then you go buy the stupidest furniture. Come on, somebody. Well, we're going to go to this store. Nope, if we, he, I thank God he sold that seed in me. Say, if we ain't going to do the best, then we shouldn't do it at all. So we've taken our time from the top to the bottom to make sure we do everything right. We could have threw some $10,000 cheap carpet on here. But no, we spent $20,000. I could have I said, we're going to keep these pink uh, pews that was in here and get the shampoo guy to come and tighten them up. But no, we spent $40,000 renovating them. and making. They had to pull all this out of here and bring them back eight weeks later. And then I had the one to have faith for that. <laughs> Come on. And then they was like, we need half today. And I got $2,900. I said, what happened to you by Sunday? Because y'all know what Sunday is. It's offering time. <laughs> y'all ain't ready for me today. Y'all didn't want to sleep. <laughs> Somebody say patience. Glory. <laughs> and tribulations. Also knowing that tribulation is working. Patience. Your tribulation is working in your favor. Because now when you go through something else, you're going to be like, been there, done that. So that's not foreign to you. So you're like, okay, 1 Peter 4.12, put it up. Look what 1 Peter 4.12 says. Look what this says, 1 Peter 4 and 12. Look at this. 1 Peter 4 and 12. It says, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning fiery trials, which is to try you. You're going to be tried. Well, Pastor, I haven't been tried yet. Keep living. It says, Beloved, uh, uh, don't think it's strange. Why are you looking like Scooby-Doo, like you ain't supposed to go through nothing? No, your faith is going to go on trial, baby. You're going to go through some turbulence. But the plane is going to land in the spirit. And everything is going to be okay. Come, anybody ever been on a plane and there was turbulence? But you have confidence. This thing is about to land. Because I'm called by God. This thing got to land right. I got work to do in the kingdom. Jesus, I got to work while this day. For the night coming, no, no man can work. This is just a tribulation. This too shall pass. This ain't the real thing. Thinking not strange, concerning, fire. We didn't just say a trial. I'm talking fire with this. It's hot. You didn't got hit with three things at one time. Anybody been there before? Amen. Hit three. You like, what mean is this? But then you like, my change is coming. I'm going to be patient. My change is coming. My, my faith is on trial, but my change is, is coming. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to think it's strange, uh, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. I'm not going to think this is strange, that this is for my betterment, because I need trial. 
Oh, I don't know about you, but when I look over the course of my life, I am so glad I came up, amen, in boot, spiritual boot camp. I came up in that old school religion where when you was out of church for two, three weeks and you knew you did wrong and you, the, the altar was open for you to repent, and then when you would get up and the pastor would say, get back down, you ain't, you ain't getting no breakthrough. In front of everybody. And then in your flesh, you want to be like, did you just put me on blast? You didn't even sneak diss me. Come on. Anybody that knows you was in the car and they snuck diss you? A sneak diss? This is like in front of everybody. Get back. And then you got to just, I got to obey the pastor. I got to obey the bishop. I'm so glad for that type of old school. So I'm not sensitive anymore. So throw at me what you may. I'm like, what? And? I mean, come on, I remember one time my wife didn't come back to church because she had had Ira Friday, and she, she had Ira Friday and still played the keyboard at the church on Sunday morning, but she asked, could you be, she asked me, could she be excused from Sunday night? I said, yeah, baby, because she said, I just had the baby 48 hours ago. I said, baby, don't worry about it. Don't come tonight. They'll find somebody. Well, there was no, no keyboard player that night. I got rebuked all night and got a $500 fine in front of everybody. And the elders was like, Man, you ain't going to walk out of here. In my flesh, I wanted to be like, I'm done with this church. Oh, but I took it on the chin. Think it not strange. Amen. They took it out of my check. See, so y'all ain't ready for the next level. Could you imagine? If I told one of my employees, that's a $500 fine. They would go on social media and leave the church. They ain't going to be talking about, I'm just going to be patient. And my change is coming. No, they're going to be. <laughs> so my point is this. Sometimes God will step back and let you go through some things, Joseph. Sometimes God will step back and let you go through some things, Job. Sometimes God will step back and let you go through some things, Daniel. Do I need to keep going? Sometimes God will step back and let you go through some things, Jesus well, pastor, what did Jesus go through? He says, if possible, if, if possible, let this cup pass me by. In other words, Jesus was saying, I'm having second thoughts. I don't know if I want to die for Reggie now. Did y'all catch that? I don't know if I want to die for Greg now. For my other people of other persuasions. <laughs> what I'm saying, I've said them. That's how we talk, you know, bonnets. I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> Can I get a witness up in here? Jesus was like, wait a minute. But he said, nevertheless, not my will. Which means he had a flesh will. He said, not my will, but your will be done. He had to shift back into the spirit and just be patient. And because of his patience... Look at where me and you are today. We're under his grace. Oh, my God. His grace has embraced us. I mean, come on, man. Listen, no more law. He came and fulfilled that. Can I get a witness? He gave you a pass on your sin. Come on. He loves you in spite of you because you belong to him. You're his. Look at the patience he had with us. Somebody need to say, but God. Woo, that's a whole nother topic right there. 
because you know how much patience he had with you. Come on, somebody. And then we don't want to have patience for other people. See, that's why everybody's not called to be a pastor because you got to be able to tolerate people right where they are. And even as a pastor, sometimes I understand I got to hold people's hand for a season. Right now, it's not time to tell you how much longer must I suffer with you. You just got saved. I don't expect for you to be disciplined overnight. I got to work with you. We got to spend some time with you, pouring into you, encouraging you, letting you know you're saved. You're just not delivered yet, but your change is coming. Anybody been saved but not delivered? And the people try to make you feel guilty, but no, we don't do that around here. No, yeah, you saved, ain't delivered, but stick around the truth long enough, you're going to get spiritually detoxed. And guess what? We're going to be patient with you, and we're going to hold your hand for a season or two until your change come. Anybody got kids? You had to hold their hand for a season. They didn't just come out the womb walking and crawling. No, they did things in increments. Come on, somebody. And then when they would hit a certain level, you would applaud that and celebrate that. That's how we got to be as believers when we see our fellow brothers come down and give their life to Jesus Christ. And then we see them go from crawling to walking in the spirit and standing tall and God and looking unto God to be the author and the finisher of of their faith. That's what we celebrate that. Look at my fellow brother that turned the corner. He's not who he used to be. He's allowing God to transform him. We got to be patient. A caterpillar doesn't just become a a butterfly overnight. That takes time. Come on, somebody. But because of time, I got to get to my second point. So number one, people that are all in are patient. Number two, people that are all in are people that pray. The word pray means to petition. Go to James chapter 5, verse 16. James uh, chapter 5, verse 16. Look at this. It says, confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent, which means hot prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So people that are all in are people that pray, people that communicate with God. You cannot allow your communication with God to go south. We got to be people that pray. Put up 1 Thessalonians, I believe it's 5 and 17. Look at this, 1 Thessalonians 5 and, and, and 17. Look at this, it says, pray without ceasing. You can't afford to allow there to be a gap when it comes to praying to God. You cannot allow a 24-hour period to go by uh, where, you don't, uh, uh, where you're not praying. And see, when we think of prayer, sometimes we think of hitting your knees, and that's awesome. But the Bible says, watch and pray. You can be in your car driving and praying. Amen. We don't have to do the, 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 the traditional, and that's good if you hit your knees. But listen, at the end of the day, I know we all are busy, but you better find some time to pray if you got to go on your break in your car and pray. If you got to go in your break room and pray. If you got to go walk the parking lot, you better go find you a place where you can pray so you don't have a nervous breakdown because people that are all in are people that pray. I don't know about you, but prayer has kept me because I know prayer moves the hand of God. Prayer moves heaven. It's prayer that touches the heart of God. Do I got any prayer warriors in the house? Even MC Hammer said, I've got to pray just to make it today. Somebody give God a pray praise in this place. Look at your neighbor and say, pray is the key. Praying is the key. You want to see the goodness of God? 
You better pray. You want to see a breakthrough manifest in your life? You better pray. Speaking of breakthrough, look at Acts 16 and 25. Look at this real quick. Acts 16. This is just right after Paul and Silas had just taken a beating and they were in captivity. It says, but at midnight, Paul and Silas, they were praying. The worst thing they could have did was lock these jokers up together. Because the Bible says, well, there's two or three. He said, there I am in the midst. So here it is, Paul and Silas are, they're, they're, they're praying. This is after just going through an adverse situation. Because if you read the whole text, the Bible says that they had just got beaten. Amen. Then it says they began to pray and sing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. Next verse. Suddenly, somebody say suddenly. There was an earthquake, a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prisons were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loose because your prayer life will cause God to do a suddenly. Anybody been between a rock and a hard place and you had to begin to communicate with God and then God did a suddenly? I'm talking about it wasn't a crock pot blessing. This was a microwave blessing. You needed God to move in that day, that week, that month. And then you watch God do a suddenly. I'm here to tell you that if you begin to turn up your prayer life, God will begin to do a suddenly. Somebody give God a praise for your suddenly. Somebody screams suddenly. Suddenly you'll begin to see the favor of God. Suddenly you'll begin to see the goodness of God. Suddenly you'll begin to see a breakthrough in your marriage. Suddenly you'll begin to see that wayward child come back to Jesus Christ. I'm here to tell you that God still does a suddenly. Somebody screams suddenly. Suddenly. To the point to the very one that locked Paul and Silas up got saved. Read the rest of the chapter. God said, he was like, wait a minute, I just saw suddenly. He was like, wait, this God, it works. See, part of the reason why God's about to do some suddenlies in your life is to make other people's believer of God. You know how many people that I've gotten saved just because God has done a suddenly? One of my high school friends was just here at the 930 service last Sunday. I mean, this was my dude. But he's like, wait a minute, I know this is God. He said, because I knew you. I knew you when we were chasing women. We smoked weed together. We, we would chop up the, 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 the Coke can and put weed on it. Oh, y'all <laughs> sit up all night smoking weed, rolling up blunts before they became the called blunts. Come on, come on. So he knows God has done a sudden. That's why the Bible says in Revelations, we're overcomers by the words of our testimony and the blood of our lamb. That's why we should be transparent when it comes to telling people about your testimony against somebody say, they'd be like, God did all that and used to do all that. They'll be saying, but God in the conversation. They'll be talking in Christian lingo, but God. <laughs> Prayer moves the hand of God. Look at what Paul and Silas were able to do. Put up Isaiah 59 and 1. Isaiah 59 and 1. Look at this. Speaking of prayer. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that he cannot save, nor his ear heavy that he cannot hear. How many know God can hear? The veil has been ripped from top to bottom, which gives me and you access to the heavenlies. We no longer have to go through a priest to get our prayers answered. 
hey, I appreciate what I do here for the church, but at the end of the day, you ain't even got to go through me to get to God. You just come here because Romans 10, 17 says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And Romans 10, 14 says, how can you hear without a preacher? I'm just here, amen, to basically confirm some things that you already know and to stir your faith up to help you get through another week. Glory to God. But at the end of the day, you can go to God by yourself and call things that be not as though they are. Put your requests before the Lord because death and life is in the power of your tongue. Let's not even talk about what Philippians 4, 6 says. Put it up. Philippians, we ain't even go here at the 8 o'clock, but look what Philippians 4 and, and, and 6 says. Look at this. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer. There it is, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known. Oh, pastor, I'm just too humble to ask God for anything. You crazy. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> When he's already told you, put your request before me. There's some things I want to establish in your life, but I need you to at least open up your mouth and decree it. He said, let your request. What if I just would have been like, what if I never asked God to bring us them AC units? I'm just too humble to ask God. We just going to praise God with these Martin Luther King fans and think cool thoughts. Haba shaba. I told y'all, I said, listen, if we don't get these AC units, if y'all don't raise us money, we're going to all die up in here. <laughs> Who was here during that season? About 85% of y'all. See, that means y'all can endure tribulation. You knew you, when you came in here, it was going to be hot as Satan toenails. But look at y'all, said, we're going to be patient. It's in the house. Pastor Steele said it's in the house. But it's at our Wells Fargo. It's at our Bank of America. And look at what the Lord did. They gave us a four-year plan to pay it off. We paid it off in three months. $323,000. Look at your neighbor and say, it's in the house. Look at your neighbor and say, prayer works. Look at your neighbor and say, patience works. Just be patient and pray. Because when you patient and you pray, God's like, they all in. I got to bless them. They're all in. I, I, I got to show them my favor. They're all in. I, I got to show them my goodness. Because they're all in. There's nothing that God will withhold from them that are all in. Where's that in the Bible? That's in Psalm 84 and 11. Put it up. Psalm 84 and 11. It says, for, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing. No good thing. See, y'all should have that highlighted in your Bible, your phone. No good thing will he, who is he, God, will withhold from those who walk uprightly. That means you're all in. What did he say in Matthew 6.33? Seek ye first. His kingdom and all these other things. Just say things. But what about when we grew up in church? God don't want me to have no things. Yes, he do, as long as you don't let things have you. He wants you to have a thing or two. Last Sunday, we had a guy here, multi-millionaire, hanging out, chilling. God blessed him. 
So he, ain't, he said, man, lack's not on my radar. I said, praise the Lord. When I grow up, I want to be like you. Nothing wrong, no good thing. No good thing. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, right standing, which means you're all in. And all these things, things shall be added. Go, go, go to 32. Go to 32. 6, 6, 30, 30. For, for after all these things, the Gentiles seek. So he's saying, listen, don't seek things like the Gentiles. For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. He knows you need cars. He knows you need houses. He knows you need land. He knows you need clothing. He knows you need to have some money so you can go eat after church. And we grew up in that mess. God don't want you to have nothing, please. Well, don't get me started. He said in John 10, 10, he said, I come that you might have a life and more abundantly. I'm just a pilgrim passing the devil is alive. I don't even like how that sounds. Come on, somebody. Pilgrim. Sound like somebody got a hat on. I'm just passing through. No, I ain't just passing through. I'm about to leave my mark. Me and you going to leave a mark while we're here. I dare you to stay patient. You'll leave a mark here. I dare you to be a woman of prayer, a man of prayer. You will leave your mark here. They, people going to know he was here. They going to know still was here. You hear me? They going to know that man, that man left a legacy. That's Bible. That's Proverbs 13, 22. It says a good man leave an inheritance to his children's children. How are you going to leave an inheritance and you don't believe in things? A man, a good man. So that means you can be a bad man. It says a good man, he leaves an inheritance to his children's children. But the wealth of the sinner, did that say wealth? The wealth of Hugh Hefner is stored up. The wealth of the is that what is stored up for the righteous? Me and you, his righteousness, right? For his heir, his seed, all of that. See, you're going to be surprised. Uh-huh. Look, look, look at this real quick. Go, 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 go to one more scripture. Go to Acts 12 real quick. I believe it is. Go to Acts. Uh, 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 go to Acts uh, 12. Yeah, go to Acts 12. Look at this real quick. Look at verse uh, uh, 5. Acts 12 and 5. It says, Peter was therefore in prison, but, he, he, but constant, somebody say constant. Constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. See, the church was praying. See, we're the church, we should be praying. So constant prayer was going up, and it says, and, and, and when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping bound with chains between the two soldiers and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. And now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him you know, when you between a rock and a hard place, God will have his angels encamped around you. Then it says, he stood by him and the light shone in the prison and, and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up saying, arise quickly. And the chains fell off of his hands. And then drop down to verse 11. And Peter had come to himself and, and, and he said, now I know uh, uh, for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectations of the Jewish people. Then it goes on and it says, and Peter knocked at the door, verse 13, of the gate, and the girl named Rhoda came and she answered. And when she recognized Peter's voice because of her gladness, 
She did not even open the gate, but she ran and announced that Peter stood before the gate. But they said to her, you besides yourself. They're like, girl, you playing. Come on now. You beside. Now, these are the same people that are praying for him to be loose of his situation. And now they're doubting. It says, you are besides yourself. You, yet she kept insisting that it was so. So they said, to, they, said, they said, oh, it's an angel. Look at these people just doubting. Now Peter continued knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. You prayed for the thing. But see, I believe there's some, you know what the word astonished means? It means to be speechless. Some things that you have prayed for, God going to even supersede that. You're going to be like, I ain't even prayed for that. And you're going to be speechless. Anybody ever just been speechless? Where they called you and on, they like, we about to give you this raise. You just speechless. It's because you've been patient. See, a lot of times when you work for somebody, they want to see if you're patient. Because patience will get you promoted. They were patient. They worked their way up to the top. Amen. And you knew the whole time you were not just patient, but you was a person of prayer. Constant prayer was going up. And then all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, you didn't went from the back of the line to the front of the line. God's about to do some things in your life that will cause you to be speechless. We had four years of pay off our AC unit and did it in three and a half months. I'm speechless. We had three years to buy this building and we did it in 11 months and 17 days on my birthday. Speechless. Speechless. That God has done all what he's done in these 11 years and three short months. And guess what? I'm just getting started because these next 10 are going to be my best 10. I believe that as we continue to go up in God that he's getting ready to take us into a speechless season. Somebody say speechless some things that God's going to do that's going to cause you to be speechless but be patient keep being a person of prayer got to give you the third thing and we're done not only are people that are all in are patient people that are all in are people of prayer but the last thing is that people that are all in are people that are powerful look at your neighbor and say you're sitting by somebody powerful you are powerful boy if they knew your testimony they'd be like yeah you are powerful you got you overcame that you powerful the word powerful means to be solid, strong, and tough. Second Timothy, go real quick. Second Timothy 1 and 7. See, people that are all in know that you've been given God's power, that he's downloaded his power in you. Look what the Bible says. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. So we know fear comes from the pit of hell. That fear does not come from God. Fear means, the acronym means false evidence appearing real. Don't you give in to fear. Fear will cause you to go through life and play it safe. That was the problem with the disciples in the boat. Peter was the only one that got out the boat and walked on the water. All the rest of them just played it safe. You cannot go through life and play it safe. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of, but of power. Somebody say power. Love and a sound mind. Sound mind means I give you self-control. But look at that. He has given me and you power. Matter of fact, he has delegated his power to us so that we can have an edge on the enemy. Sometimes we give Satan too much credit and really when it's all said and done, the only power that Satan has is the power that we give him. That's why we got to walk in our kingdom power, our kingdom authority and put the devil in check. The Bible says that he's given you the authority he's given you the keys to what? The kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Go to 1 John 4, 4. Put that up in the New King James Version. 
So we're talking about power. And we're getting ready to close here in just a minute. Look at this real quick. It says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because, because he who is in you. How many of you know he's in you? Look at your neighbor and say, he's in you. It says, it says, who is in you greater than he who is in the world. You got greater as he. You have the anointing of God, which means the manifest presence of God living on the inside of you. That gives you leverage. That gives you an edge on the enemy. See, people that are all in know that they are powerful. You might find yourself between a rock and a hard place, but you know there's enough power on the inside of you to get out of that predicament. And you know you're coming out on the other side because a greater is he. For he said, I didn't give you a spirit of fear. But a power, love, and a sound mind. Go to one more, Acts 1-8, and I'm done. Acts 1-8. We got another service in 29 minutes. Look at this, Acts 1-8. I want to go to five, but it says, but you shall receive power. Somebody say power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be a witness to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the end of the earth. He has put his power in you. He trusted us so much. That he's transferred his power into us. Even Romans 8.11 says the same spirit that quickened Jesus from the dead. It lives in our mortal body. That's why when you're between a rock and a hard place, you feel something quickening. Anybody been in a place where you felt something quickened on the inside of you? It was something on the inside of you that said, don't quit. That was the Holy Spirit. That was his power saying, listen, this is going to pass. Listen, I need you just to not focus on what you're going through, but I need you to focus on where you're going to. I need you to give me your undivided attention. I need you to keep your hands to the plow. Don't look back. Just keep looking ahead. Don't look back. Don't look back. See, I believe that's a word for somebody in this building. The enemy's trying to convince you to look back, but looking back cannot be an option. Quitting cannot be an option. Giving up cannot be an option. God is getting ready to take me and you to another dimension. You can't look back. Do I have anybody in the building that's all in? You might have to go through some things, but I dare you to begin to say, I'm all in. I'm all in. I might have to go through some things, but I'm all in. I might hit a bump in the road, but I'm all in. I know the enemy might throw everything in the tension sink at me, but when it's all said and done, I'm all in. If I got some people in this 930 service that's all in, you need to give God a praise in this place. High five three or four people and tell them I'm all in. 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 I might go through some hell, but I'm all in. I might hit a bump in the road, but I'm all in. My money might be funny, but I'm all in. My marriage might be tall right now, but I'm all in. All in. All in. All in. All in. Anybody persuaded that nothing will separate you from the love of God. Somebody give God a praise one more time. Somebody scream all in. 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 I don't feel good, but I'm all in. Things might not be going right right now, but I'm all in. All in. All in. All in. You might be in transition, but you got to be all in.
you might be smack dab in the middle of your process. But you got to be all in. Joseph had to go through a process. You don't just go from the pit to the palace. You got to go through a process. Somebody say process. But if you make up in your mind, if you have an all-in mentality, God will begin to work in your life like never before. I'm here to tell you. I'm a witness of that. Let's give God a hand praise. You're a witness of the goodness of God. Look how far he's brought you. Hallelujah. Let me pray. Father, cover your people. Lord, let this word saturate in our heart. Lord, let us leave here.